the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, it always amazes me. I thought I got started early in life when I was 16 and started doing radio. Next year will be my 50th year in radio. However, I got a 15-year-old young man sitting across from me who's doing his own podcast. How many listeners do you have? Uh, there's hundreds, uh, kind of all spread out across America. We got some listeners in tech. We're based in Georgia. Um, the name of the show is FM Conservative Radio, and uh, we're based in Georgia, but we have listeners spread out all across. And that's the great thing about podcasting. Um, when you upload it online, you can get listeners all across the United States. And so we got listeners in Texas, Oregon. We got listeners in Virginia, Missouri. I mean, all over the place. But uh, I couldn't give an exact number, but there's hundreds of listeners. Yeah, but the content is what draws all those listeners in. So tell me. When you sit down to put this podcast together, what did you decide to zero in on that uh, all of these people are finding interesting interesting to listen to? Um, well, first off, you, you have to kind of understand what my desire is by the podcast. And my desire for the podcast is to learn and... Um, the mission of my podcast is it's, we're dedicated to promoting truth and unity. And something I saw in America just a few years ago, when I, before I even started, I started when I was 13, back in 2016. And at first, I was listening to talk show hosts, great talk show hosts like Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, uh, Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, great talk show hosts. And I was listening to them, and I had listened to the media and the way that they were how everybody was bickering back and forth and how we weren't really getting anything done and the Republicans weren't fulfilling their mission and it was just so much bad stuff going on and it seemed like people um, weren't working together they, they didn't understand the facts and emotions were running rampant everybody was emotional about it and uh, tempers flared and so I, I looked at America and said uh, this, this I don't want to be one of those people I want to be a, a a responsible voter, and I want to be a person that understands the facts. I want to know what's going on, and I don't want to be the person that lets all my emotions run everything. I want to understand politics. So I, I started, uh, I love history. I've always loved history. And I started getting more involved with uh, the American Revolution and politics back then. Started reading the Constitution, Declaration of Independence. And then slowly from there, just kind of worked my way into modern politics and got dictionaries, got a, cu- a couple of Mark Levin's books, and uh, started reading, um, of course, listening to talk shows. And now I have a political talk show, and I discuss the new—we uh, do it Mondays and Fridays at 8, got an hour program. And I do the podcast on the news of either that day or the news of just the past few days, um, covering that. And I tell you, sometimes it's rough uh, with the news that we have to discuss and the news that pops up. But doing it to inform my listeners on what's going on, give them the facts, because I think that the problem we have is that we're not presented with the facts. Our emotions is what we use to decide. And I, I, I want us to, as Americans and as a family, you know, 
uh, understand the facts. And so that's what I try to do. I try to present the stories. I give you the facts. And then sometimes I get my spin on it, and, and um, I have guests on and stuff. So, yeah, that, it was a political talk show. That's basically what I do. I've been doing it this July. will be two years. All right. So best guest you've ever had on? Uh, pro- I, I could say probably the most popular guest would be Austin Peterson. Um, he was a former Libertarian presidential candidate. Yep, and know who he, he is. is running for Senate this year in Missouri for the Republican Party. Um, we've had him on twice. Uh, we had him on last year at CPAC, and we had him on back in August not too long ago. So that's probably the most popular. Um, I really enjoyed talking to Matlock, but it's been forever since I've had Matlock. Matlock is the host of the conservative cartel um that's on the blaze radio network and uh probably one of my first guests um and he's a talk show host he's in fort wayne any uh not fort wayne indiana he's from fort wayne indiana but he moved to texas about Mm. five or six months ago um so that that's probably i really enjoyed that conversation with him chris salcedo from the blaze um so I, i couldn't really make a favorite guest but i those three uh probably um some of the most popular and my favorite guests I've had on the program. Okay, do you have other guests on that are your age to talk with you? Um, sometimes I have a uh, fellow uh, conservative back in my school and uh, he's been on the program helping me out with the audio and stuff sometimes, uh-huh. kind of adding in his input but uh, for the most part it's only been me doing the program um, I'm kind of a uh, besides my grandfather that helps and takes me around, and my dad who financially supports the program um, with our monthly costs and stuff like that, uh, I kind of run everything. Um, so uh, sometimes it's not the best, you know, trying to kind of go back and forth, you know. But um, we we do we do everything we can, and uh, one man show, um, kind of. So it's just a single person doing the talking. Um, co-hosts, besides when I have guests, kind of have guests on sometimes. Um, but, yeah, we, we have a small crew, my grandfather and my dad that works, and I uh, do the podcast. Um, but nobody really my age has uh, kind of gotten into this. I, I rarely, rarely meet anybody. And some that I do meet um, sometimes are they start for a little bit and then they quit. And it, it's kind of sad because they, 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 they're on the right path. Um, they're learning. They're doing great. And they just get involved with other stuff, you know, that teenagers get involved with. And, um, yeah, it, I, I haven't really met anybody who's been consistent with this my age. Hopefully I will here at CPAC sometime this week. I've not so. seen anybody else your age yeah. doing podcasts here. It's rare. Most, most people my age would uh, uh, quit because... And, and this is something I was telling somebody earlier, and not, nothing to put uh, stars on my backs, but gonna have to have your heart into it. Yeah, and, you gotta sell yeah, out. Yeah, you got you gotta put a lot of effort into yep. it, and uh, my heart's in it, and I believe in it. Um, I love this country, and um, I'm a conservative, and I'm, I'm I love the Constitution, love our history. So. All right, let's play uh, topics now. I'll I'll uh, mention the topic. You tell me what you think. All right, how all about right. that? We'll see you, how you we up can, for it. Uh, sure. All right. Do the best Park, I can. Parkland, Florida, and uh, the recent you know massacre that happened there. Uh, your thoughts about how everybody, as you talked about being emotional, are allowing their emotions right now to carry 
the content of the argument. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, and um, first off, you know, I, I want to say that was a. Uh, I've been thoughts and prayers with all the families and the victims of that. Those are still those are they're still recovering. Um, it's terrible, and, and I hate. And when I saw the news, I, I looked down at my phone. I saw the new breaking news, and it's nothing I enjoy talking about. Um, not, not not at all, especially when it involves uh, people being killed and stuff like that. So this is the America we're living in today, and, and it's sad to see this violence going on. And hopefully, and I pray God will have mercy and that we can, you know, uh, in the future limit these and stop these killings from happening. Um, but as regard to policy is concerned, a lot of the young people that were affected by the shooting. Maybe their friends were killed. Maybe they uh, heard the gunshots. They, those that were in the school at the time, I understand where they're coming from. The media is telling them it's the guns, and their emotions are... They're, they're scared. They're frightened. They've been shook by this. I mean, I, I, I don't know how I would react to having a shooter come into my school um, shooting and killing you know, students that I, I'm around every single day. So I understand um, their emotional uh, time. I understand their emotions at this point. I understand that it, it hurts. I, I know. Pretty raw. But, um, you know, I, I think the media is exploiting their emotions and using them to push their agenda because – like there's this young man and I can't remember his name right now but the young man said that the CNN had scripted his question he had a question he wanted to ask it it didn't fit with CNN's agenda and CNN refused to allow him to ask that question mm-hmm. they said no you got to stick with the script and so and by that story yeah if you support gun control understand that but have facts for it don't just let your emotions say well I was in this instance that's why we need gun control no if we need gun control, I want to see the facts why you believe that. Not not because you were in this instance. Not because you were involved with this. Not because you were at the school at Parkland, Florida when this happened. That's not that's not facts. That's emotions. And so present me with some facts that proves that gun control actually works, which they can't. Uh, and so CNN and other political news outlets, the media uh, that's pushing their agenda are just using the feelings of these young people. And I'm a teenager. So I understand that emotions can control a lot of our decisions, and it's something to do with the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe's not yet developed, and a lot of you uh, can look into that. Um, I'm not a scientist here. I'm not good at science. Uh, But I do understand that as a young person, your emotions is what what you use to decide a lot of times. Usually you're still learning facts. You're still still learning. You're still getting um, uh, knowledge from experienced people. So you're still developing. In your brain. So I understand a lot of times your emotions is what you use to decide, make important decisions, which is scary. Um, but like I said, the media is just exporting these young, these young people at their young age to use their emotions and their feelings to push their agenda. And it's sad the way the media is treating it, and especially that young person I mentioned. Why can't he ask his question? What what is it? Why does the media want to hide that? If he has an important question, he's a young person, and if you're going to include all those other people, include him too. Yeah, but but the media has their own narrative. Exactly. All right, and they want you to fit into their narrative. Mm -hmm. 
and that's been going on for quite some time now. When I was a journalism major in college, it was only, it's kind of like dragnet, the facts and only the facts. Later on, it became what's called advocacy journalism, which is pick pick uh, something that you believe in or a wrong you think that needs to be right, uh, write it, and uh, do your story and just show how you think that is going to happen. That, now, that is creating and following a narrative. That is not journalism. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's like uh, fake uh, reality television. It's really what it is. Yeah, and, and young people are not going to learn the facts if the media continues to use, you know, if the media continues to use emotions to push political agenda, the young people are going to believe, okay, and, and that's one reason why I believe we have so many um, violent protests and stuff, because the emotions get uh, frayed and everybody's up and everybody's tense, and then they use their emotions to make decisions, and the media pushes that when it fits into their agenda. That's correct. And so we're not, our young people are not going to prosper that way, and I, as a podcaster, I just want to let the media know that not every young person, not every teenager believes their agenda. Not everybody's going to buy into their lies. Not everybody, not everybody my age is going to believe their uh, narrative because it's not true. All we have to present young people with the facts, tell them what's going on. Media, stop using their emotions to push your agenda. And let's get some young people that know what they're talking about. Let's get some young people that can be prosperous and can make America a better place. All right, so... 15 years old, how do people react to you in your school? The people who kind of know you. You're, I'm sure you take government classes. You may, maybe you've, you've taken speech or whatever. How do your peers react to you? Um, well, when we have debates at school, uh, sometimes we have debates at school, and uh, usually they... <laughs> They call me Mr. Politician sometimes. Um, they call they when when the name president is mentioned. They all they want to look at me. There's several of them that just turn around and look at me saying, "Hey, you're going to be," pre-. and I'm not going to go that far and say that I'm going to be president of the United States. Um, but yeah, they 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 understand. You know, uh, we have youth events that happen on Friday nights, and uh, because of my program and because of the work I do, usually I, I'm very limited with my you know what else i can do right um so a lot of times they're begging me just to like miss a show one night so i can come over there um a lot of them are always uh just some of them are supportive a lot of them asking questions you know about different things when something political happens they want to talk to me about it and it's not to put stars on my shoulders but you know one important thing i'd like to mention is my, the purpose, and I mentioned this at the beginning, the purpose of this program is to help me learn and to bring people together and to present facts. So I always love the opportunity to learn. And for my peers, what I've learned from these events like CPAC and what I've learned from reading books and stuff and what I learned from other talk show hosts, I can then use the information I've learned and pass it on to them. And, you know, in the next four years, there's some of my peers who uh, they're in 10th and 11th grade and they'll be voting in 2020. And to be able to talk to them about political issues and to understand, and I'm trying my best to encourage them to get involved now because this presidential term is going to determine what happens in 2020. The election that happens, and 
I get so worried sometimes. Well, I'll wait until I'm a senior. I'll wait until uh, we take all those classes. I'll wait until I'm in college. But the problem is, the me- that's when the me- that's when the media wants you to wait. Because once you're in college, college campuses are are not. They're they're pushing the left's agenda. Yeah. The majority of college campuses. So if you wait until you're in college and you're not completely grounded in your principles, maybe you have somewhat of a maybe you were raised in church and maybe you had somewhat conservative parents, people that voted Republican or some something like that, and you know sort of what they're talking about. But when the media gets you there, they're going to be presenting the facts. They're going to be present or. Uh, some facts. Yeah. They're going to huh. be presenting their their facts. That's correct. Um, their, and they're going to be presenting their narrative. And to you, it's going to, oh, this is true. This is true because that's all you really hear. That's all you hear day in and day out. And everybody there um, is pushing for that narrative because the conservatives on campus are usually silenced. And so then they bind that left-wing narrative. And I think that's the reason why we have so many college students today that are liberal and that are leaning left and that they're making this. And when you present them with the facts like of Obamacare, when you present them with the facts of immigration, when you talk to them about gun control and how it doesn't work, like it never worked in Germany, it didn't work in Russia, it doesn't work in China, you tell them all the people that's been killed, they begin to kind of, oh, okay, that that that's the facts, huh? Oh, well, that's that totally disregards what I've been taught all these years. And you just give them the facts and talk to them, and they'll begin to change their minds. So my peers, they, you know, I, I hope they're encouraged by my work and what I'm able to do, and I, I just want to give them a simple message. Just do something you love and your, your heart's into it. You'll have uh, you'll have great success and just work at it and work at it day in and day out and um, be active and get it involved. Learn. Every every chance you get, learn. All right. Last question for you. How difficult do you think your podcast would be if you didn't have the Internet? It would um, probably be uh, a good bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, and I, I doubt... I would be able to do the podcast. But let's just say, for instance, I did have a podcast and you have the Internet. Um, there are great books. You know, yep. the Heritage Foundation release gives a lot of uh, books with statistics in it. There are great talking points that you can get into books. And so, you know, reading and stuff like that is something I try to do, uh, not only just on the Internet, but I have a lot of books at the house I buy from Books of Me and a lot of political science books and stuff. And I get the books, and I read. I do what I can to learn from not only just the internet, but also from books because uh, you can't get all. You can't get. There's some information that you can't get on the internet, and I've learned that by reading books from different authors, different talk show hosts. Um, and I'll learn a good bit more reading a book than I do sometimes on the internet. Um, so it would probably be pretty difficult I, I would say and you know young people uh, internet is so important to them nowadays and I'm kind of growing up in that society where internet's yeah, everywhere sure. so um, hopefully I don't get totally dependent on the internet you know I still and like the books on the phones and stuff for like Google Play books and stuff like that I personally am not in favor of that because I like the pages I like actually having a book <laughs> so I do not buy books on my phone um, I read articles. I buy books on my tablet. <laughs> I buy yeah. Kindles just for the 
the reason I save money. All right, mm-hmm. that's the reason I buy uh, the the Kindle stuff. Yeah, I, but personally, I I can't really focus for some reason on a long book. So I uh-huh. like actually having the book in my hand. Okay. So, so for stuff like that, so yeah, it'd probably be pretty difficult. All right. So in this last uh, part of the interview, I need you to tell my listeners again where they have to go to be able to listen to your podcast. I'm going to try to build up your uh, your listenership. So you tell them where they go to hear you. All right. So the name of my program for start is Effingham Conservative Radio, and that's E-F-F-I-N-G Ham, E-F-F-I-N-G Ham, Conservative Radio. And uh, if you search that up on Google or on iHeartRadio, or iTunes, uh, we're we're available on all those different platforms. So you can go to Google Play Music, you can go to iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, um, to listen to on-demand episodes. And we do live episodes every Monday and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from 8 to 9. It's an hour program. And that would be available on uh, at Spreaker.com or on the Spreaker Podcast Radio app. And like I said, you would search FM Conservative Radio. And uh, if you want to follow us and connect with us uh, on social media, the Twitter handle, Instagram handle, and Facebook handle are all the same. That's at EC Radio Show, E-C-R-A-D-I-O Show. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And our email is ecradioshow at gmail.com, ecradio show at gmail.com if you have any questions. All right, man, it's all politics, right? Yes, sir. History, politics. Yes, all sir. right. I appreciate you giving me the time. Well, I appreciate you. You remind me of another young guy I talked to when he was 16 by the name of Ben Shapiro. And uh, he had a lot going for him at that age. you got a lot going for yourself at 15. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.